0: Recording. Yeah, I see the squiggly lines. I think it work. It's working. Is it working?
1: Yes.
0: All right. Uh, I haven't done this in so long. Yeah, I this forgot.
1: is a feeling good. Oh my
2: gosh, out. you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> <For> a, Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it, I,
0: it's weird. You know, I, like uh, yeah, this is something else. Uh, it's been like two weeks, and uh, it feels like uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my
1: gosh. I yeah. think.
0: I think. Yeah, Sean handed me this. I think I'm supposed to say welcome back to the one and only Minnesota War Film Podcast. <laughs> And uh, this is your weekly deep dive. Uh uh-uh. uh
2: uh
0: oh. Well, most of the time it's your weekly deep dive. Yes. Into <laughs> 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 all things movies and entertainment through a colorful, co- yep, colorful perspective.
2: Practice is needed, you oh, know. Like just no, to go back, to
0: rusty. It. Your favorite minorities are here. We are reporting for duty. My name is Raúl Nevada. and with me I got Mister Shama.
2: I'm here. I'm here, everyone. I'm here.
0: Wow. He's here and excited.
2: Yep,
0: and also with us. Not not as uh, energetic. We got our uh, lovely producer, Dre. What's up? What's up? What's going on, people? It's been a a solid like two weeks. Mm -hmm. What have we been? I know what half of us have been doing. Shama, what you been doing? Oh, Uh, I've been
2: doing a lot.
0: Elaborate. Yes. Uh... Oh, it's important to know. Also, it's very strange. For the first time since January, pre-COVID, we are all in the same room. On the same couch, back again, (laughs) recording together. Like the old times. This is very unusual. I'm not
1: on the couch. Raul and Shama are snuggling. I have my own chair.
0: She gets her own chair. (laughs) She doesn't like to cuddle with us. So, Shama, continue, please. What have you been up to? Uh,
2: In the past two weeks, uh, I took my girls back uh, to... Florida. Well, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. with him. We drove all yeah. night. We drove all night, me and Raul. Something I was
0: not aware of. Apparently, for those who don't have children, uh, when you have children under a certain age, uh, it is better to drive all night so they don't drive you crazy during the day. Exactly. So then they sleep while you drive. Otherwise, all you're going to hear is are we there yet? Are we there yet? Can I use the bathroom? Can I get a snack? So apparently, you just drive all night. Yeah.
2: Which from is from bedtime? to like waking time. Like nine hours, they they went to bed, they woke up there. They were so happy. They didn't annoy us. (laughs) Like like, they woke up, the next 20 minutes before we arrived and those 20 minutes, like five hours by themselves. So, Mm -hmm. but it was good. We got the chance and the opportunity to meet Professor Horror there, our friend Ryan. Shout out. And we went to Universal Studios, Mm. Universal Orlando Resort, taking all the security precautions and all the safety precautions that Universal is doing. Mm. Uh, it was lovely moments, like uh, lovely hours. Actually, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back to the parks. Good to be back to the thrillers and the rides and the excitement. Um, good to be back with people. Stay like safe. Stay like if you want to stay at home, keep staying at home. If you are going out, just make sure you are taking all the precautions. Especially sure. with, with movie theaters opening again soon. Something we're so excited about. You know. And
0: for those that are like, what? It's COVID and you went to Universal? Like, listen, we're minorities report, all right? You don't look at the, I mean, come on, nobody watches the news. But back in the day when they did and they saw the reporter, like, standing in the in the eye of the, the tornado. It's not a tornado. It's a hurricane. Uh, you never said, like, why are they standing there? No, they're there because they got a report. We got a report. Yes. We went to Universal. Part of our duties. That's right. We went to Universal. We recorded what's going on, what precautions they're taking. We took a lot of footage, uh, and we're working with that. But ultimately that's that's what it was. Uh they're and they they are taking serious precautions. The people yeah. attending aren't taking as many precautions. I wish they did. Um many of them just act like there's nothing going on and then they get yelled at for taking their mask off. But uh but universal is doing their thing, man. Yeah. So.
2: Which is I'm really um proud of what they're doing. I'm happy with it. Um what else? Uh, when we came back, you guys went to DC, right? You want to tell us what happened?
1: Yeah, um, we went there mainly for a project that I'm working on, a photo project um, called "Skin: A Deeper Look." And I had my first um, two uh, brave people who are speaking out and with different stories. Um, the first one they shared was about their experience as a father, a black father and daughter. Um, Dealing with a protest in DC and what that experience was like, yeah. um, the photos. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with them. Um,
0: check, check them out. As a portraits, is it?
1: Yeah, as are portraits on and Instagram, on Instagram and Facebook, and um, yeah, those there's only two up right now, but I have more to come. I'm just trying to release them slowly, um, so that we can. We can keep the hype up and um, know that it's important to continue to share people's stories even after the hype. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And then we also joined a march um, for Juneteenth, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, And we heard a lot of great speeches in front of the White House. Um, Yeah, it was really it was a really Mm -hmm. cool experience. And I'm happy to I'm really happy to hear um, a lot of different voices um, speaking. Um, on behalf of
2: Black Lives Matter, I'm so proud of you guys. Like, really, the photos are breathtaking. Uh, pictures are really good. Like, uh, I loved all of them and um, I love the support. Uh, Black Lives Matter, we are here for each other. We are family, friends, brothers, all time. Yeah, yeah. And then to, to elaborate on or to clarify
0: on Desiree, what like, by the hype, she means like, this, we don't want this to just be a hype. This shouldn't, yeah. this shouldn't be fading. You know, they should, they should fade at the appropriate time. When, yeah. So
1: this is a long term project. When change happens. This yeah. So a it's a long term it's a
0: long-term project. project. Keep an eye out for that. It's a uh, really cool. And what people are doing, uh, it's really, really cool. The people that we're hearing from. So yeah. Check that out our portraits, EZER portraits on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. And Facebook. Cause this doesn't like words. So she's not on Twitter.
1: Nope.
2: Yeah, and that's what we have been doing in the past two weeks. What did you guys watch? Not that much, but we all watched Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, we got the chance of having, like, early review for Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we had the, um, we, Dads. Dads, yeah, yeah we dad, saw that. Yeah, so Dads, I? like, early, I love this movie. Like, I got so emotional in lots of it, but... Um, I love Bryce Dallas Howard's uh, Senses Like the way she's directing Especially directing her father and grandfather And her brother That was so emotional And it was so professional So I loved the way she was doing this Uh, I had some points on cinematography But overall uh, it's a good experience It's a good documentary It's um, sweet Yeah I did enjoy that I still need to watch it I know Desiree I'm excited to watch it with her Because I feel like it's
0: going to be It's going to hit close to home for her Oh gosh it's worth watching and then i know we have a lot of stuff coming up to watch but uh, honestly this week was with going to florida and and yeah and then going up to dc it's been a crazy week um we apologize for the lack of interaction and and release of episodes but uh but we're gonna get back into it now that we are back home and our home base planted and uh yeah putting all of our attention on uh on all the stuff that we are currently working on That's going to be coming your way Soon But while that comes out Guys please don't forget to Give us a follow At MReportPod On Twitter On Instagram And subscribing to the website For any and all new content That's MReportPod.com And send us an email It's MReportPodcast At gmail.com If you like to put More words Than less words That's where you should hit us up on <laughs>
2: First up on the report, the home box office.
0: So, yeah, uh, as far as I'm aware, people are watching stuff. Stuff's being watched. (laughs) They should be. And the numbers are all over the place. So we're not going to spend a lot of time here. What's important is Invisible Man is playing in some of the theaters that have already opened up. And so it it jumped right up to the number one (laughs) in the box office. So with these confusing times as theaters are opening, we're not going to spend a lot of time in the home box office because we're actually transitioning back into the box office. So, again, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time here because. Hopefully, hopefully, we're just we're not going to have home box office anymore. We just have the regular box office, which leads me to next up on the report, the
2: news. Boom, 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 boom. All theaters are reopening. Can you imagine this? I did not think that this would happen soon. I thought like 2020 would end and theaters will not be opening. But thankfully, the big chains are opening. That
0: is correct. I don't know what the sound effects you made a second ago was, but. We were still looking for the soundboard. Sure, that... sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, but he's correct. Texas movie lovers can now enjoy the big screen at any three Cinemark locations currently open. One in Dallas, one in McKinney, and one in Plano. Or Plano. Is it Plano? Okay. This Friday, uh, Cinemark is also going to be opening another one in Allen, Texas, and then a second one in Plano. But the important thing is that they're going to be opening half their theaters across the country, starting on July 3rd with the other half opening on July 10th. They have a couple more opening that, that are not opening until the 17th, I should say. Um, and unfortunately, they did announce that some locations are not going to be opening for the foreseeable future. But hey, the vast majority of the locations are opening, and we're excited about that. Regal also announced they're going to be opening their locations in waves starting July 10th. Not a ton of information.
2: It's uh, they they announced that it's a lot of it's county based, right, Shama? Yeah, yeah, they are county based. Like they are winning the different governors, different phases, different states. So they said they have their the page on their website ready for updates, and probably this uh, what AMC will be doing because um, AMC announced that they are opening in two phases. They are mm-hmm. opening most of their locations on the fifteenth, uh, which is the first phase, and the phase two will have. Um, more of their locations on the 23rd and uh, the same like regal they have they have a page on their website saying come back to check here soon which locations are opening first all depending on the counties depending on the governor's decisions Uh, regal has like some locations confirmed on their website for certain dates but mostly of their more than 80 percent of their locations are not announced yet it's exciting
0: yeah, yeah for sure and we know all three companies are completely committed to COVID nineteen health and safety procedures, including you know con- contactless payment, masks. Uh, would like <laughs> nice. there was a little, there yeah. was a little hiccup with the AMC saying, "Guess where they could choose to not," and then they got some backlash. So now, all three right are going to be requiring their guests to wear their masks. As well as the crew members um, in all the locations are going to be wearing masks. So everybody in the building is going to wear masks. Yeah, masks like for everybody.
2: Mandatory for the, the workers. The, the, the guests are requested at the beginning to enter the building wearing their masks. Uh-huh. And it said will be updated um, upon the phasing afterwards. Boom. But I love what AMC did. Like, really, it's respected that within, like, less than 14 hours, they decided upon the guest request upon the customer request yeah. that for safety and security it's mandated it's mandatory mm-hmm. and uh, this is great great for for, for for companies to listen to their guests listen to their to the people they are there for
0: absolutely it's it, it's really good when they're able to respond in that way much like they did with sonic the hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> you admit when you were wrong and you correct uh, there are also going to be hat sanitizers everywhere, of course. Uh, they're going to have the the special uh, fogs, is what yes, they're calling yes. it. Every company has a name. Disinfect for it. all the seats. Uh, I mean, they're they're everyone is going above and beyond to make seat, sure
2: seat size places. wipes, like to wipe the, your seat again. Like uh, if if you don't like what uh, it looks like, every company said it, awesome. in between the shows it will be sanitized and wiped. But you have more sanitized wipes, right. big wipes for every seat to wipe right. entirely.
0: And that's the thing. is It's like you, you don't want to contribute to the issue. But ultimately, guys, like I know everybody has mixed feelings. Everybody's talking different things. But like ultimately, you understand, these companies can't survive if their doors aren't open. They're just losing money. Right. So much like imagine Disney. Disney has to open. Right. Universal had to open. These uh, theater companies, they, they need to open or else they are going to shut down permanently and we will not have movie theaters again. For movie lovers like myself, like Sean, like Dre, and like many of you, I assume that would be extremely devastating. So I'm excited to, to, to further. Once they open, go check them out and see exactly the extent of the precautions they're taking. And also, like, report to you guys, like, how, how well they are doing at keeping that up. So because at the end of the day, they can announce all this and they can tell their theaters to follow this. But like, are your local branches going to be upholding this and staying up to date? Because at the end of the day, it's the leadership in those buildings that are going to keep that up and keep everybody safe. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. We are excited. though. We're excited to get back to the big screen. Imagine. Dolby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I yeah. Ooh, Shama, is there anything else that we need to know about these uh, theaters?
2: Yeah, especially with the plans that the three theaters are announcing and um, the pictures, the videos they are showing for everything. It looks that they put lots of effort in the past three months to have these plans uh, ready and ready to go and training their managers, their, their employees, their crew, and everything to get ready for everybody to be back. Like, I love that Cinemark decided... Of course, that the three companies decided there are no refills on popcorn, no refills on drinks, which is understandable at this point. Yeah. But Cinemark, which was the first one to announce their prices, they said that the large popcorn is going down to almost 50%. It's $5 with no refills. The large drinks are $3.50, which is le- less than half of the price. Yeah. And all candy is $2.00. So you're paying like almost like 75 cents to a dollar more than the, the various candy from the candy stores, you know, which is great. In addition to the Cinemark Movie Club members, they still get their 20% off. That's something good that they, think, they thought about all these things. And they said these prices are till the end of August. They might be extended. Depends on what's going to happen. Regal on the other side, they have their, they have the same thing for their program. There are two sizes for popcorn. Prices are not announced because they have different prices upon counties and tax included in some of them. Uh, but they are reaching uh, very good discounted prices. Not competitive to Cinemark, but still good. AMC announced that there are no um, refills. Uh, popcorn, they are they are doing the large one and the uh, medium size, which is like they call regular, uh, at discounted price without announcing yet. But something good for a listens they are the number one in the subscription program that uh, they have their A-list, A-list program. They are not activating everybody back. They said on their website, when you feel comfortable activating your account, when That's you cool. feel comfortable going back to the theaters, you can self-activate it at any time. They didn't even announce, you can do it like in August or September or December. People can activate their accounts whenever they feel they want to go to the theater, which is a great thing from that. That's cool. Regal announced that they are activating everybody's account last week of August if they didn't activate it. But they announced this before AMC. They might j- change it. Cinemark activated everybody's account now because Cinemark has a different program. It's just like eight dollars and ninety nine cents for a free movie every month, and your your uh, credit uh, rolls over, and you can pause it at any time. Oh yeah. AMC, you cannot pause it at any time. Right. You have to wait like three months. Regal, you cannot have a contract to a year. So changes are happening from them. Appreciated. We really hope they are back to work. We were so anxious these companies will go through bankruptcy or close or anything. We need the big screen. We need to be there. Hundred percent.
0: And I will be. I'm going gonna to active to on my A list. Yeah. Day one. Yeah. Once they open, I'm
2: there. Day I'm, one. I want to see. I want to see it in Dolby. Like uh, I want to see like what's coming in Dolby. Like I have a mask left. on. I'm gonna have a mask on all the time. What? We are eating popcorn. We have to take the mask off and drink. No, no, no,
1: no, no. You just lift it. You lift. Go, you lift it from the outside. You just.
2: Slip the popcorn on. Yeah, you know, I don't take, like, one at a time. I need, like, a bunch I, in yeah, my hand.
1: Actually,
2: my friends know about this, girl. Like, you guys, like, mock me every time when I eat popcorn. and so put my, all my hands. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. I'm actually, I'm. A, we
0: should put out a poll to see how people eat their popcorn. One at a time or a handful at a time. And you, like, create, like, a. Like a slide mechanism with your hand. Have you ever done that? Of course. Oh, come on, son. That's the way to do it. That's, that's a profession. Right? That's professional status. Do some get on your shirt. Of no, course. do many get on your shirt. Yes,
2: yes. it's <laughs> part of the movie. <laughs> but experience. that's okay. But clean like, after yourself before you leave the theater. Take your <laughs> trash out. Take your popcorn out. Take your cups. Take your drinks. Take your wraps. I love I love the, the, the memo that Animal Draft House does before the movie. Don't forget to collect your trash. It's uh, your garbage before you leave. This is amazing. Animal Draft House. We'll talk about that. Next up on the news. Like, of course, with what's happening with COVID? Like, we are sad for what's going on. But one good thing on the side, like that Hamilton is coming to the small screen. Hamilton is still coming. Hamilton is still coming. You guys remember, like, Disney Plus and Disney announced that the Hamilton is coming on July 3rd. I mean, and, yeah. and everybody was thinking, okay, we know that like Hamilton has yeah. lots of F words. So what Disney would be doing? I didn't know this because i would never watched the show.
0: But, but I, you I listen know. to
2: the music, right? No, no. But, but you told me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a point that it was recorded in 2016. Mm-hmm. So at that time, um, people said, oh, Disney's taking the show. So what's going to happen? The Disney Plus was not in the, in the, sh- the, in the perspective at that time. Nobody knows about Disney Plus that it's opening soon or anything. So people thought that it's coming to theaters, as we know, before in 2021. So coming in theaters can be R-rated. They can have another version, version in PG-13. But in this situation, it's coming with Disney+. Plus. And we know that there's nothing R-rated on Disney+. Plus. So Lin-Manuel Miranda like announced on his Twitter that, that when they recorded the show, when they filmed it, they dropped the F-words to three. F words from from eleven, but they were originally eleven. Even the recorded ones in the soundtrack. I'm so scared to do math because we're so bad at it. Is that eight? They eliminate eight? Yeah, but the point is that eleven was the original. It wasn't celebrate when when he didn't put it on the soundtrack. There's a difference. There's a difference on the soundtrack. It's not there on the show that I watched. There were only six. So it depends on. Um, the touring and the right, show, right, right, okay. right, right, right. but when they did it, I like. We know that MPA has a restriction, right? And to this point, they al- one. It's only one. And non-sexual. Exactly, and right. the next one will be our rate. Right. So I like what they did because this movie, this show, this Broadway show, this Hamel film, as they call like uh, the way it's cut, the way it's shot, it's more of um, cinematic. Perspective for a Broadway show. It's still a show. It's experimental. It's experimental. Exactly. It's experimental. That's what it. Should, that's what it should be called. Uh, I like that. Like that we're gonna hear the F word twice as a whole F word, and we have another F word saying Fah! Then something will drop, so we're not say, hearing the CK, and then another one. They are saying like, um, uh, um, "Mother." Uh, everything sticks, like without saying the word, you know? So, so they got creative. Yes. They got creative in this because this show is so important in the time we're in. So important with like, with, with the minorities, so important with black lives matter, with what's going on. It shows from, from like the founding fathers and what was happening. And children should watch it. Children should watch it. Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton was an immigrant. So to see what what, what did this have? Everybody, of course, like America was based on immigrants. But at that time, he was still like considered for them. They consider him as outsider because is an immigrant at that time. Right. So it's great to hear and see, and let the, the the especially like teenagers, the kids and teenagers from age of like ten to fourteen, they really need to watch this. Of course, everybody else, but it will change their perspective about lots of things. The amount of emotions I was in this show is indescribable. Like I cannot like mention. I, I'm so excited to watch this sh- again, especially on the small screen. All of you guys, whoever watched this before, or whoever is excited to watch, watch it once and twice. Get your children, get your people around you, and watch it together. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I'm.
0: Just, uh, uh, I'm excited to watch it. But when I heard this, my immediate reaction. Is like, I don't like this because, because you're no, 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 I see your aggressiveness. You relax. Uh, somebody, somebody compared it to, they were like, well, Deadpool did it and no one had an issue. No, no, no. Deadpool released the R-rated version and then released a PG-13 version. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got both. We're only getting one. So like, to me, I'm, I get that there's no R rating on Disney plus, but like, why not release the R rated? Uh, you know what I mean? And so we can get both. You can choose to watch with your family. You can choose to watch both. I, I would watch both. But I don't like that. Old, like The show was originally written with, as Shama told me, 11 F-words. And now I only get to see it with two and a half.
2: Um, something I hate censoring. and I, I love giving the option to people to watch. Mm. But at the time we're in... Most of the people that we want them to watch the show and their kids to watch the show are the ones that when they see something like this, they will say, oh, it's R-rated. I'm not letting my children watch it. Because I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but we know their mentality. I let I my boys watch anything. You will do. I will do. We are minorities. They're also dogs. <laughs> I feel like you're talking about my future. So, But I'm talking about certain... People I I know some of them that will not let them sure, watch it. Sure, I great, know of at, sure. at any time, you know? So and if it's R rated it will not be on Disney Plus. We want the kids to just like they will be on their profiles, on their accounts, to watch them by itself. I didn't sure. my daughter I didn't tell her anything about him. I don't know, she knows that I've seen the show, but when the trailer dropped on Disney Plus account, she told me, Oh, I wanna see this show. I like like what they're doing. So, and we want this to happen to lots and lots of families. Like for the families that like, oh, okay, that was something else. That was a different era or something. No, we want their children to watch it. Even if the family are the want.
1: I know. Shama, I agree with you and I like what you're saying, but I still agree with Raul. And I think that it would be better if we had the option and we were able to see and hear its original intent. Um, it, for me personally, the cussing doesn't take away. It actually adds to it. So, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer that I don't get to view it in that option, but I still agree that young kids can benefit from seeing this and they should have the option of seeing it as well. Definitely. I,
2: I agree with you. If, if it was there, you know, if it was there, a uh, rose option of having like Hulu and Disney plus, yeah. it, it, it's good. But the point is that Lynn Manuel himself said it, he said you guys can play the, 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 the song in the background if you uh, want to hear the rest of the <laughs> words. you know? He said it's not affecting anything in the sure. a- And I will spread.
0: say, I will say there is... I will say, guys, my wife doesn't agree with me often, so this is a big deal. But I will say there is, there is something about the fact that Lin himself chose to do this. Um, that it wasn't that Disney forced him or that Disney edited it in a way and took the words out in post that... No, this is something that Lynn was brought in on, and he himself found his way to, to finagle, right? To uh what's the what are the kids saying? Finesse. <laughs> to finesse this into only having two and a half or two and a half bombs. I like it, or three FOM, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that I think adds a little more uh it just makes it better. It makes me. It makes it more palatable, palatable, for me. Um, but still, you know, I, I just I wanted
2: to share that. Thank you for agreeing. Yeah, and I, I totally get you. I love like the way that he he closed it with. Like he said, like you guys are getting the whole show, every note, every scene, and that's what was more important for him. I'm excited. And I'm excited to
0: watch it. I still haven't seen it because I couldn't uh, afford a thousand dollars for a seat. But uh, let's do this. Next up, we got uh, sad news. Joe Schumacher passed away, guys. Uh, Joe Schumacher, he's known for Batman Forever, uh, Batman Robin. Um, Joe Schumacher, he's uh, uh, known for uh, what is Joe Schumacher? Uh, what else does he know? Let's <laughs> uh, see, guys. I I. It's crazy because I, when I was, I was very young when the Batman, I'm not trying to throw shade at Joe Schumacher. I'm actually, I was, when I found out the news, I was extremely heartbroken because I grew up with these Batman movies. Uh, Batman Forever, Batman. I remember Batman and Robin when I first saw it. I don't know why, but I loved it as a kid. How old was I? What year did that come out?
2: man
1: and
0: robin yeah that was like 94 i believe yeah sure so i was like six seven maybe eight when it came out it i was I, I don't know i remember loving it i remember loving this movie and so it's there's something so nostalgic to me about those batman movies i know that the. It was 97 Bar- so you were eight oh, so i was that, right. that makes more sense <laughs> Um, I know the Tim Burton Batman movies are, are reviewed, you know what I mean? And then after that, we got the the Nolan films. And people people don't take at all seriously the Schumacher Batman movies. But, like, they bring a lot of nostalgia to me. You know, we had the Jim Carrey. We got we had Tom Lee Jones
2: yeah. as uh, Two-Face. But if I'm, true, if, I, if I'm casting Will Kilmer as a Batman, uh, that's not a good choice. It's not Huh? Yeah, in Batman uh, uh,
0: Forever. Oh, Batman Forever, yes. Yeah. And Batman and Robin, it was uh, that's thing. George about. Clooney, George Clooney, yeah, my man. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know. I was sad, but then I started thinking like, oh man, and uh, these other Joel. Well, let me look up what Joel Schumacher did, and like, I was surprised to find out what Joel Schumacher had done. Like, Joel Schumacher is one of those directors. Does not he's not an auteur, right? Can I say that? Mm-hmm. He you can't you, you can't watch a any Joel Schumacher film and know that he did it. Yeah, for example, yeah, yes, he did those Batman movies, but like he did St. Almost Fire, right? He did f- the original Flatliners. I like it. Sure. He did a Time to Kill, he mm-hmm. did eight millimeter with Nicholas Cage, is a, a weird movie. He did phone booth. I like phone booth, yes, but like my point is right. Yeah, he doesn't have a signature. He I, doesn't have yeah. it. Like, he, 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 he just does whatever he wants. He just does whatever genre he wants to do next, and whatever, and it, he, whatever, how, whatever he reads the script as, that's the style he's going to go for. But like, you can't watch all Joe Schumacher films and then be like, "Oh man, he has such a signature." He doesn't. No, no, no. And if it wasn't for the Batman, I like. I don't know if I, if anybody would necessarily remember. His many, much of his body of work. Those are the two films that stand out. I was blown away to know that he did Phantom of the Opera. I was
2: surprised. Blown away because it's completely different style, completely different. But world. all of his work is completely different. I feel like than, than the previous. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like the old low, like lies in between the level of like not Oscar worthy, you know. And this is yeah. like the only one that like, oh, it's a step up movie. Like, it, 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 you see the effort in the scenes and the final product, mm-hmm. you know. And then he did the number 23. (laughs) Which was my... Yeah.
0: Whew. Anyway, still, very, very sad loss. Again, like, my heart was broken. Uh, All the nostalgia comes to me. I'm gonna be watching those Batman movies soon. Just cuz. I understand Batman and Robin is considered the worst Batman movie ever created. I don't care. I'm gonna go back and watch it. And nostalgia is gonna carry me through it. So... Rest in peace, Joel. Very sad moment.
2: Um, Yeah. And mentioning um, the greatest Batman or one of the greatest Batman, this will take us to next stop on the news. Michael Keaton, one of the greatest Batman ever. He might be coming back for Batman role in The Flash. That's right. This is, actually I love the idea of them doing this. We heard lots of controversies about uh, the Flash movie. Different and several uh, scriptwriters, different and several directors. Hearing Ezra Miller leaving, Ezra Miller coming back, uh, <laughs> leaving, is, coming back. Yeah, is it part of um, of the DCEU or not? Uh, trying to to include somebody in, getting Superman, getting um, Wonder <laughs> it's Woman. Such even, a mess! It's just a mess. Even like they said, okay, we gotta to get Shazam with him or something. Then suddenly. We hear that, like, Michael Keaton can come back as an old Batman, which is a good idea. Like, yeah. it's interesting for me. It's exciting. But this will take the same Ezra Miller, which we just saw with, with Ben Affleck's Batman in the other one. So is it like That's Ben Affleck growing up to be Michael Keaton? Listen, the DC it's a total world, a cinematic world,
0: is such a mess that I feel like they're just like, you know what? We're going to embrace... The disaster, like, mess of a world that we have created. I mean, they have two jokers mm-hmm. currently, right? Mm-hmm. And neither one of them is going to continue. Um, and We have these actors leaving and coming back and and choosing not to do it anymore. Like, let's it's just embrace it. And we're going to do whatever we want. Absolutely. Michael Kean, you want to come back and reprise? Great. Come on back. He's somewhere in the world. He used to be Batman, and then Ben Affleck took a role to well, explain it somehow, but no one really cares because no one looks for explanation on logic in DC movies anymore. Uh, yeah, they yeah. just look for, for Flash.
2: At some, yeah, you know, <laughs> at some point, when, when what happened with James Gunn and the Disney, yeah, it was sad for Guardians, but at the point, uh, when, with lots of speculations from, from the media saying that um, him, they might bring him to reset the DC universe, I love this idea, and my aunt said, "Like, okay, bring James Gunn, reset the entire universe, let him recreate it from scratch." That was a good idea, and like when he that, now we know about about his movie, The Suicide Squad, which is coming. Uh, we, we will see the first footage in first week of August in the first fandom event online from uh, oh. Warner Brothers, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, of course, I'm happy to, for James Gunn to be back to Guardians to continue what he started. But I really hope that. Warner Brothers, DC, and sit together and get their things together and reset the DC world. Thank you for
0: censoring yourself.
2: I'm, I'm censored all the time. Sometimes like I flip, but <laughs> sometimes he flips to the dark
0: side. Um we have cookies. No, I love it. I love that they're embracing it and uh and listen. I would love nothing more than for them to get this shit back in order. Uh, I would love I can't I I can't even, it was never in order. I just, I just want this to work. <laughs> is it fair to say I just want DC yeah. to get it together? Yeah, because for they have the great villains. Time. They, yeah, have they great- do. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, fingers crossed, and all of this works. Next up, uh, this is a bit of old news, but I wanted to talk about it because it is about the greatest director. Rose' greatest director? No, he's, he's just his He's a great director for me. Hey, he's, he's, let's just leave it. Let's just agree that I'm right. So Amanda Seyfried came out. Uh, she's in Mank, which is David Fincher's latest film. And she came out saying that uh, that she did a week's worth of takes for a scene. I don't think for anybody that knows Fincher, this is not surprising. For anybody that knows the way that he ch- shoots films. And I love that in his defense, he, he wanted to clarify. It was just like, I don't like, I feel like, like, He wanted to clarify that people think I'm torturing my actors, but like in reality, like I'm just looking for perfection. He wants not just the performance of the actor to be great and get the best take possible, but every element. And he is just known for having just the most incredible eye for detail. For light, for uh, every shadow needs to be cast just perfectly. The blocking of the scene needs to be just right. The camera movement needs to be perfectly as steady as he wants it to be. And the movement of it needs to be exactly in the timing and the pacing that he was envisioned. And that's just his style. Every element from lighting, sound and beyond, it, it everything needs to be near perfect or as perfect as it can be. And I respect it. Listen, if you watch, it's, it's fascinating. I fell in love with, and I know you watch all of them, Shama. I fell in love with uh, the featurettes in movies from David Fincher Films. Oh, absolutely. I was fascinated with how he does things. In The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, there's a shot, there's a crane shot that goes over Lisbeth Salander's Headaches, like behind her in a room, goes through a door frame, over her head, and then it like goes, it like continues, it tilts with her as it goes over her and ends up upside down, looking at her face. It's an awesome shot. It's a single, a simple shot. It took three days because they had a crane on one day, and he did not like the way the crane moved. He ordered a different crane. And it arrived. And on the third day, they got the shot he wanted, the way he wanted it, because he—it just—it was not the way he wanted it. It wasn't the way he envisioned it to work. And that shot is awesome.
2: Yeah, that shot is awesome. And I love the perfectionist. You the know, perfectionist. like he is—he is a perfectionist. I have to admit it. He is a perfectionist. Like I remember, like after Gun Girl, the awesome Gun girl, girl that we cannot like have an, enough time to talk about this movie ever. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, we need like the whole world to keep talking about every scene of this great challenge movie. accepted. And like, oh gosh. And this will be coming in 2014, and like, we are in 2020 waiting for his next movie. Uh-huh. And like, in between, when Mind Hunters said like it's uh, created and directed by him, I said, oh, I'm I'm excited for this. And I didn't even look what episodes he would be directing. And like, I remember in the second episode I was watching, I said, like, oh my god, this is definitely the div- 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 <laughs> adventure. It injury. is the perfection in the shadow <laughs> on the house, like while she's getting out of the of the taxi of the cab, and like the the, the taxi is like. Everything is dark and gray and the text is lit up in dark yellow, which like it's insane because you can only experience this from his eye. Like you can to see this. This means that he envisioned this exactly. Mm -hmm. And then he adjusted all the surroundings Mm -hmm. to, to, to get her light, her face is glowing, getting out worried and then seeing the darkness and everything happened uh, on the, at the house where the guy shot himself or hanged, like when the guy died, like, without spoiling, if you can see Mind hunters, but something like this. And to hear after, afterwards from Netflix, that this is one of the most uh, TV shows that they had to do reshoots. Of course, David Adventure is there. It's adventure. But like watching the first episode and the second episode, I'm not sure if he directed more than these two, but I remember this in the second one. It's tremendously phenomenal. So to, to know about a movie coming from him, Mank, and the, the way he's directing the movie, and, and the story about who's this movie about, you know, like it's something different. Biography from David Fincher coming about like in this way in a long movie. It's almost the near three hours, and Netflix produced. And, and I, I, I'm waiting for this movie in the Oscar uh, Oscars next year. Definitely, definitely, it would be great.
0: Yeah, let me hear, Sean. Like you said, my you you, clar- you corrected me when I said the best director. You said, my favorite director. I've never heard you speak so passionately about a director in my life. and That's where I'm going to leave it.
2: <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> because like, <laughs> in certain scenes, like, curious of Benjamin Button or something, like, I am lo- i swear I was looking at this scene while I'm sitting in the theaters 10 years ago, whenever this movie came, or 12 years ago, and how in the world did you think about this? <laughs> you know, like sitting down and seeing like the clock and the way, like you're in and out, in and out. It's like your mind thinking, like if I'm describing my worried feeling about something in my life, that would be the description, but you cannot write it down. You cannot see it. Listen, but I'm, I'm just glad we're on the same page about David Fenton. Yeah. So as far
0: as, so yeah, I'm just glad we're on the same page. Yes, we are. But Sean,
2: tell me about some movies that got moved around. Oh, with what's happening and what's going on, of course, we're all aware the movie theaters are opening, and we know that everybody who's trying to open, literally, the NATA, like they said, like they're trying to open because of, of the passion they see from Christopher Nolan about like the movie business and the movie industry and the people. Yeah, he cares about his movie, but like he cares about people. He just like wants things back, and he said if people will comply to the regulations, everything will be great. So we know that it was supposed to open the summer season and w- opening back theaters on July 10th. The movie is pushed, as we all know, to July 31st, last week of July. To give this spot, July 10th, to Inception to celebrate 10 year anniversary for the movie it was something great. The movie's coming back in Dolby, coming back in IMAX. We didn't mention earlier that like they agreed, the, the National Association of uh, Theater Owners, they agreed with uh, mm-hmm. the studios. To at least open the, the old movies at $5 price, ticket even for premium format, including uh, 4DX, RPX, IMAX, Dolby, Big D, uh, XD, all these things, $5 for adults, $3 for children. That's something great. Yeah, They didn't announce yet what will be the prices for Mulan or Tenet, but lots of speculation said that the standard shows can be still at $5 and $3. Okay. So when this happened and Tenet moved, Now we have like unhinged, moved another week to open on the seventeenth. We mentioned, we talked about this movie in the trailer. It's one of the like really interesting and exciting traders that um, I was looking for. So it's it's opening uh, on July seventeenth, and of course we know that Wonder Woman was pushed to October second, so we have more space before Tenet. So this moved. Lots of, of independent movies that were supposed to be playing in March and April to this time, like St. Maud, like the Broken Hearts Gallery to, to 717, and to antebellum to the first week of August, which is great to hear that these movies are coming back in certain time this summer. Yeah. Uh, James Bond has moved like one week earlier, but still in November. Like they didn't, they didn't move it to summer. Unfortunately, SpongeBob, for all you SpongeBob fans... It's moved to 2021, but unfortunately not on the big screen. It will come on digital and CBS All Access, which which is okay. I'm okay with it. But we really, I really hope people will go back to watch. We have lots of retro movies are playing Bad back. to the Future, the Batman trilogy. Lots of movies are coming back. Uh, the, the like. The Christopher Nolan Batman, the Tim Burton's Batman, watching uh, the Spider-Man trilogy from Sam Raimi, all these movies are coming back in theaters for $5 for adults and $3 for children. So we are ready to go back to the movies, with watching all movies, watching the new movies that are coming. Everybody's excited for Tenet. Everybody's excited for Mulan. Like, Mulan will be the big blockbuster coming before Tenet. Originally, we were waiting for Tenet to open the theaters back, but Mulan is coming. Disney's excited and they're saying they are confident. When Disney says they are confident about it, yeah. this means that like we reach the point that people will listen yeah. and will relate to regulations. Especially like can you imagine having Dolby that's sold out all the time? Yeah. Like and you having every other role empty, it will sell out. I still believe that it will sell out. But please, like advice for everyone: try to gather your family together and buying your tickets so you don't block more than other seats. Because I know that yeah. every other seat will be blocked when you buy your ticket. Like if you're buying one in the middle, they will block two on your right and left side, like on the Cinemark system. AMC will block one to the right and two to the left if you're on the edge. So when you get your family together, like five tickets, you'll get five on the, on the edge and block the, the two on your left side. Yeah, Six feet apart, um, we will listen, we will rely to We will comply, comply to what they said, to what's going on, and we'll be safe, hopefully.
0: I wish five feet apart had come out. During
2: I movie. know <laughs>
0: yeah, that <was> good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Last up on the news guys Real quick This dropped last week But I still want to mention it For those that have not seen it Nia DeCosta The director of uh, Candyman She released a, an origin short With like silhouette paper puppets uh, That tells like the gruesome uh, Candyman Origins story And it depicts like acts Of crime against black people And it like it beautifully accents the current climate in America. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, you can find it anywhere online. It's like it's like two minutes, two and a half minutes, it's like the length of a trailer, and it's really, really neat. Shama was worried that it was going to be a little scary, but it's not. It's actually even if you, if you're not going to go see Candyman because you don't like horror movies, you can watch this. It's really, really cool, uh, and man, so so creative. Such a great. Yes. Directorial brilliant. vision.
2: Yeah, really. Yeah.
0: Um, so check it out. Check that out. Next up on a report, we got trailers. Uh, first trailer we're going to talk about, guys, we got Hamilton. Um, we talked about this earlier, but the trailer dropped. And finally, we get to see what we are to expect with this Disney Plus special experimental production of the stage musical uh hamilton if you are curious if you haven't got to check it out yet go check it out it's really cool even if you're not particularly interested in musicals it, it's it's really neat or even if you've already seen hamilton and you think you have an idea like this is different um so go check it out go go i mean again you can find it anywhere uh watch that trailer it's i was actually pleasantly surprised so yeah it's a, it's good it's great, great. Next trailer, we got a Foundation, which is, uh, as I understand it, Sean, right? you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's Apple's biggest production. Yeah, It was kept pretty under wraps. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of people believe that it was inspiration for Star Wars. People have been wanting to make this for a very long time. No one has. It's a novel, right? Yes, yeah, a series of novels. A series, a series of, of novels, novels. And, much like Dune. Yeah. Um,
2: and apparently it's a really big deal. It is. It is, which I wasn't aware of. And that's why like, they brought uh, the writer of uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight and the, uh, the Christopher Nolan trilogy to write about the show. Apple is so excited to to, to put the biggest TV production from from them. They didn't announce the, the amount yet, but it's, it said it's the biggest production so far. Uh, Apple put it under wraps and they announced it in in their WWDC, which is their worldwide developer conference. So it was something good that they dropped it there without any announcement before. It's exciting, um, the cast and the crew in it, the, the creativity, the different um, styles from the people working in it. It's uh, interesting. It's exciting. I'm, I'm so excited for it. It's coming in 2021. So If you're a Star Wars lover, go check it out. Like so, uh, One
0: of the crafts, like the, the vehicles they use in it, looks straight out of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um the only thing that's synopsis is a complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy, all living under the rule of the Galactic Empire. That sounds very very Star Wars.
2: Yeah, if this was like, mentioned in the new Star Wars, yeah, okay.
0: Very, very, very Star, Star Wars. <laughs> the word galactic, the word um, the empire. But it, it, it actually it intrigued me. And, and and for those that listen that have listened to old episodes, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Wars fan at all. But it's I, visually I, stunning. I'm curious to see this. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious. The trailer's cool. And, and like Shama said, it is visually stunning. Next up, we don't got to spend a lot of time on this, Into the Unknown. It is a documentary coming out on Disney+. Plus, mm-hmm. And it is about the making of, uh, my goodness, Frozen, Frozen 2. 2. Uh, when Shama told me about this, I was like, what? We're we going to talk about This is nonsense. But he played it for me. It's actually pretty cool. Um, looks like it's pretty heartfelt. It has some, it reminds me a bit of the Apple TV series of the year. In a section of it Because mm-hmm. um, they read off some of the letters that, that have been sent in About what this movie meant to people Or what the first Frozen meant to people um, And then the creators And the different people involved in this The actors get to talk about What this production meant to them um, And why why they decided to make it And why they decided to come back um, it, it actually looks like I'll probably watch it So check it out Into the unknown Yes, like the song and nobody's going to sing it right now. Yeah, nobody <laughs> will sing it, okay. Don't do it.
1: The only person who would would have been Shama. Would
0: have been Shama. He, and no. I won't let him. I put my, I put my finger in his face. <laughs>
2: um, I just want to say something. Like I got the chance to watch this show earlier like because uh, it was supposed to be dropping uh, uh, a week after Disney Plus opened. Uh-huh. But like they, they, they pushed it to this time of the year. Last year. Last year, yeah. when the, uh, like Two weeks after Frozen 2 was released. But they, they preferred to push it later. They didn't know about COVID, definitely. Okay. But it's, it's a good time to refresh the memories for Frozen and Frozen 2. And um, the point, like watching Jennifer Lee, the director of Frozen and Frozen 2 and the head of animation at Disney now, talking about like the ideas and sh- the way she listens, she's one of the strongest women, like I, 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 I will always call her this, like the way she's talking, the way she cares yeah. and the way she listens to everybody around her, mm-hmm. even if like young, old, no experience in animation about life and um, try to, to reach a point to have the, the the laughter, the sadness, the the sorrow, the nostalgia in everything together, it's great. And filming the filmmakers while they are shooting, and it was like a, it was filmed a year before Frozen Two was out, and like throughout That's the time, great. and like That's throughout great. like the final stages, which it was it was great. Like I really enjoyed these six episodes, and I I really hope everybody will enjoy them. So check it out, guys. Into the end, now.
0: and then last up, we're gonna talk about Warrior Nun. Warrior Nun is a Netflix show coming out on July third or second. July second, day, I believe. Sure. Um, next week, Thursday or Friday. Warrior Nun is about a young woman who wakes up with a divine artifact in her back and gets caught in a war between the forces of heaven and hell. 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 I, I love, love hell. <laughs> um, it looks like your YA right? Young adult type novel type show. Um, We're going to be checking it out. It looks interesting. Um, The trailer, it it looks fun. It looks like it could be a lot of, if you like, like CW shows, um, maybe like the vampire diaries, something like that. You might enjoy it. Um, It it, it looks like it's going to be tackling dark topics um, or themes but making them lighthearted for again, a more young adult audience. Um, So uh, check it out. We're going to check it out for sure. um, And report back on you guys on how we're feeling about this. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I like the way I enjoyed the trailer. I really enjoyed it to the point that like, I, I believe if I liked this show, I would have like extensive uh, thoughts about it. Like that. We can have a whole episode talk about if I liked it. You know, but the point is that the creator of it, like, I didn't like his Van Helsing uh, show, like, was it two years ago? Yeah. But this based on a manga story and the way uh, it's different in the trailer. So, and I love the idea about, like, superpowers included with horror and things, and the, the colors are really good, and about like, that she's living a normal life. So all this in the trailer was exciting for me. So I really hope I will like it. I, I really hope, because I'm looking for something great like this, you know? Yeah, i, I might should look. I think it's going to be entertaining. Last up on the report. Previews. Coming out this weekend. Actually, they are they are marketing this way. In theaters and on demand. Yeah. Yeah, the new John Stewart written and directed, Irresistible. Starring Steve Carroll, Rose Byrne, Chris Cooper. It's about a democratic strategist helps a retired veteran Run for mayor in a small conservative Midwest town. I remember seeing this trailer like it 10 is, months yeah. ago, five months ago, and it was it was intriguing. You yeah. know, like I like uh, I like really Rose Byrne, you know. Yes, like, that's really
0: what it is. Rose yeah. Byrne is like really good. Rose yeah. Byrne is good at
1: everything. Don't I'm you.
0: excited. I think it's gonna be cute. I like uh Steve Carell and Rose Byrne's banter in this. I like I mean it's John Stewart. Exactly, so it makes perfect sense that he's doing like this political comedy satire esque kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks it looks like it's just a lot of fun. It looks like it's going to be cute, funny. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch it. Me too. Yeah, really. Like, um, if we, we don't have any theaters around us open now, but um, we will try like to get it on demand and watch it. Yes, sir. We're going to be watching that for sure. Irresistible. This is
0: actually one that, to me, is irresistible.
2: (laughs) Next up on the previews.
0: As we promised earlier.
2: Yes, as we mentioned earlier, because we saw this Unsolved Mysteries. Yes.
1: Super nostalgic. Super. I didn't know I watched it that much, but when, like, the song came on for the intro, I was like, it was like a flush of memories. Yeah.
0: it's funny because it took me a second. I was like, "Ah, this sounds." Desiree immediately was like, "Whoa,
2: <laughs> yeah. this is nostalgic." And that's good from Netflix to get like a twelve-season show like that started nineteen eighteen-season Really, sixteen <laughs> yeah. from nineteen eighty-seven. The uh, first season. This is this is good from Netflix. I I, I like this idea.
1: I really like the changes that they made because I remember the old version was so dramatic. Like they had the blue lighting and the dark shadows and the guy talking like, did she do it? Was not the best friend? Was it not? Why did she, why did he do this? It was just so That's like, his
0: name is Robert Stack. By the yeah. Way, it was narrator. so,
1: um, uh, I feel like the older version was more, um, not blame, like the they were more okay with guessing without the answers, like uh, they were more ac- accusive. accuse What's accusatory. the accusatory? Like, thank you, accusatory, um, for the drama, yeah. But this one is more just like giving you the information, it's I let not, you guess. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not more yeah, about yeah, like yeah. drama opinion,
0: yeah. Um, I thought I was going to miss. The narrator's voice, you know, like Robert Stack did it for so long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I didn't. I found that I didn't. I found. Yeah. I found like thinking like I wonder what it would feel like. I I wish I I, I had it, and then I just forgot. It was like at the very beginning, and then I just forgot. Um, and it's really just like like like, and I've said this many times. Netflix, one of the things they are just superior than anyone else right now at doing is documentaries and docuseries. They're just better. Than anyone else, um, and that's what this feels. It feels like if you've seen the the uh, uh, making of a murder, whatever it's called. If you've seen the murder, yeah. If you've seen no, no, not that. <laughs> if you see now making a murder. Oh yeah, the, if the, you the, scene, the Jeffrey Epstein. If you've seen these, like then this is what this feels like. Except the opening theme song is again. If you've seen the original, very nostalgic, and. That's really it, and then just you don't get the answer at the end because that's the thing about unsolved mysteries. they it's, totally. it's unsolved. We're putting it out there. It's a very odd uh, case that the the police has. It's still open. Nobody knows what happened. If you have any information, give it to us. And that's really the only thing that that that, that has that reminiscence of the old, old show is the theme song and the end says, you know, if you have any information, please contact us. Um, but the rest of it just feels like one of the Netflix docu-series and I dug it because again, I think Netflix is just doing docu-series better than anyone else. So yeah, so if you like those Netflix crime docu-series, check it out. It's 10 episodes. Uh, we checked out the first six and really enjoyed it. So check it out, check it out, watch episodes. What we did actually, the way we watched it and I recommend the same thing. Just read the description of each episode and watch them in the order of your interest. Um, But I think they're they're, they're worth watching. They're all interesting. They're all fun. And uh, I I don't pursue crime documentaries as much. Like, I'm still behind on the Jeffrey Epstein one. But – I, I found myself really enjoying this one. So yeah, the
2: pacing—the pacing was really good. That like you are not like yeah. oh it's not too much. And I like that some episodes are like fifty two minutes and some like thirty eight. You know, yeah. it depends on the story. So the way they did it this way, oh, because the, the previous seasons, as I remember, it was like forty five standard. You know, yeah. so here it's like I like that it depends on the story, depends on how it goes. Yeah. Different. They're not—they're not, they're of not trying to stretch
0: things out if they don't need to. They give you the information you need, and also. Like on the old series this is a, a, another huge diversion from the from the original series the original C- series would give you three or four cases in one 45 minute span this one each episode is one case and however long it takes for us to get through this unsolved mystery that's how long we're gonna take to get through it uh, but're you're, you're gonna spend that entire you know the 35 to 50 minute range talking about this one case so yeah check it out guys. And last of all the previous guys, we already talked about it in trailers, Warrior Nun. So we don't got to talk about it much here. Um, It's coming out. So Unsolved Mysteries, July 1st. Mm -hmm. Warrior Nun, July 2nd.
2: You sure you can binge the first uh, six (laughs) episodes and then connect
0: them after three in the morning? You can watch watch all of Unsolved Mysteries on the first (laughs) and all of Warrior Nun on the second. Netflix. We. We, we can't keep up. You're dropping so much. You're dropping so much. And July 3rd will be Hamilton. So you can connect oh all of them back to back. Oh, my next goodness. We, next week is full, guys. Next week is full. Please, Hulu don't drop nothing. Actually, they are dropping stuff. <laughs> Listen, nobody drop anything. Pause. Because we got to <laughs> catch up on Unsolved mysteries, on Warrior None, and definitely Hamilton. Everything's going on stop for Hamilton. Yeah. But next week is a very, very full week. Lots of stuff to watch. We don't need to see nobody online saying I got nothing to watch. There's plenty to watch. So check it all out.
2: Guys, that's all we got for you today. We are happy to be back. You can get us on all socials at MReportPod, on Instagram and Twitter. You can like, subscribe, comment, share, leave us a review. Tell your friends. We are on all podcast platforms. You can find me at Chama. On Twitter and
1: Instagram. You can find me at Ezer Photo on Instagram, E-Z-E-R. And you can find your boy at MReportPod.
2: Hey, be part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours, Minorities Report. Peace.